Chapter 10 I went straight from the hospital to my dad's hotel. Everyone had decided I needed rest. I didn't. What I did need was some answers. What was happening to me? The hotel was on the 22nd floor. I imagined what would happen if I suddenly morphed an elephant again. I'd crash down through 22 floors. What on earth was happening to me? I kept checking my hands and feet to see if I was still totally human. I needed to talk to someone who understood. Someone I could really talk to. My dad was great, but he just kept talking about how the floor shouldn't just fall in. After all, the house was only ten years old. And while they were at it, why didn't the zoo make its railings higher so people wouldn't be falling in with the crocodiles? I hadn't fallen into the crockpit, and the floor didn't just happen to collapse. I had morphed an animal that weighed more than a couple of pickup trucks. Houses aren't made for elephants. I desperately wanted to call Cassie and talk to her on the phone. But we have a strict rule about that. You never know who was listening in on a phone call. So it would just have to wait. Instead, I called room service. I'd like a salad with the poppy seed dressing, and, um, I'd like the cheeseburger and fries, and cherry pie a la mode, and cancel the salad. I didn't care about eating healthy. I didn't care about fat. I was hungry. It had been a long, bad day. I deserved some grease and sugar. And do you make milkshakes? Chocolate milkshakes? I used the remote control to run through the pay-per-view choices. It was nothing but martial arts movies, crime movies, action-adventure movies. What I needed was a nice, calm romance. My life was an action-adventure movie. The phone rang. I expected it to be the room service people checking back. Yes? Are you alone? It was Cassie's voice. I nearly collapsed from relief. I hadn't even realized how incredibly tense I was. I'm so glad it's you. Yes, my dad's gone, at least for a couple hours. Does your window open? I got up and checked. The window slid open easily. Yes, you coming up? Give me five minutes. Flick the lights a couple of times so I know which window is you. I spent the five minutes calling down to room service and ordering the salad again. And another piece of pie. For Cassie. I was expecting her, but I was still a little startled when a great horned owl came flying in through the window. All clear? Cassie asked anxiously. Yeah, but hurry up and morph out. Room service is coming. Morphing is never pretty to watch. In fact, it can be the most horrible thing in the world. If you weren't expecting it and just saw it happening for the first time, I promise you'd run screaming like a lunatic. Especially some morphs. Trust me, you don't ever want to see a person become a fly or a spider. You think you've seen scary stuff on TV or in horror movies? Ha! Watch your friend turn into a bug. That will fill your dreams for a few weeks. But if anyone can make morphing not totally vile and horrifying, it's Cassie. Cassie has a natural talent for it, a natural ability. So she looked almost normal as the feathers sank into her skin and disappeared. It didn't even seem too bizarre when her own legs grew huge and tall from the owl's short, deadly talons. It was her head that changed last. Cassie has the ability to do that, sort of control the order things morph. I can't even come close. Even Axe can't do it. 
Finally, the big owl eyes became Cassie's own deep, dark eyes. There came a knock at the door. I held up a hand to calm Cassie. It's just room service. You like pie, right? The waiter wheeled a small table into the room. It was loaded with my burger and Cassie's salad and two pieces of pie and my milkshake. I signed the check and added a tip. See, I'd visited my dad in hotels before. I knew the routine pretty well. Cassie laughed when the waiter had gone. (laughs) You're going to have to be rich when you grow up, Rachel. I mean, this is all so natural for you. You fit right in. I grinned. I have a natural talent for spending money. What can I say? It's my burden to bear. Cassie got serious. Okay, talk to me. What happened? What? You mean you don't believe that the floor of my bedroom just happened to fall in? She shook her head. No. I took a big bite of the burger, chewed, and swallowed. I think I must have fallen asleep. I was clicking around some websites. Suddenly, I was morphing into that big crocodile from today. I shrugged and took another bite. You just started morphing? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I thought I was awake. But I must have been dreaming. Uh Uh-uh. I dream all the time, Cassie said. I've never morphed in my sleep. I didn't want to dismiss the possibility it was a dream that caused me to morph. The alternative, that I was just out of control, was worse. Are you going to eat that salad? It costs like ten dollars. We all have nightmares and stuff. None of us has ever just started morphing. Cassie dug into her salad, but she was watching me all the time. I concentrated on my burger. What can I say? That must be what happened. I must have had a nightmare. And you morphed the croc, and it made the floor fall in? I shifted nervously. Okay, look, actually, it was my elephant morph. See, I think what happened is that maybe I just dreamed the part about morphing the crocodile, because then I went straight into another morph, and then, when I woke up, I was an elephant. Cassie looked down at her plate like she was embarrassed. Rachel, it's me, okay? Me, Cassie, your best friend. I know when you're not telling the complete truth. That killed off what was left of my appetite. I put the burger down. Okay, look, I don't know what happened, all right? I was online, I was getting kind of logy the way I do when I'm staring at a computer screen. Then all of a sudden, I'm going crocodile. We have to talk to Axe about this. He's an Andalite. Maybe it's some normal thing that happens sometimes. It better not be something that just happens, I said. I could have killed Jordan and Sarah. It was just dumb luck that they were in the living room, not the kitchen. Cassie nodded. Yeah, well, we need to talk to Axe. I reached across the table and took her hand. But not Jake, okay? He'll just get all responsible. He won't let me do anything. He'll tell me to stay home. That's what you should do. No! I shook my head violently. What I need is to stay focused. The more focused I am, the less likely that will ever happen again. I'm not going to let it happen. I really hoped that was true. I picked up my burger. Cassie stared at me for a while, then she started picking at her salad again. Okay, she said after a while, but we talk to Axe. Deal, I said. By the way, 
It turns out Jeremy Jason McCall is already in town. What? She nodded. Then she smiled. It was on entertainment tonight. He's staying on this big yacht owned by some movie producer. He's out on the bay right now. We still need to figure out if he's already a controller or not, I said. I asked Jordan what she'd do if she thought there was some way she could get close to Jeremy Jason McCole. She basically said she'd walk barefoot over broken glass. I'm not surprised, Cassie said. A year ago, I'd probably have been right behind her. She grinned crookedly. Love is a powerful force. I attacked my burger again. So, we go see Jeremy Jason on this yacht? The movie producer could be a controller. That's what Jake and Marco and Tobias and Axe and I already talked about. We thought tomorrow after school we'd maybe go out there and take a look. Jake, Marco, all of them? They're coming too? Somehow, they don't seem to exactly trust you and me alone with Jeremy Jason. On a yacht, huh? I mused. He'll probably be lying out in a bathing suit. Mmm. Mm-hmm.